Hey, look, it's Jay Leno and his first big movie role. Stop that garbage bag! You may not remember it. Get him up! Because it never made it to the theaters. Oh, I am shocked. And there are some good reasons why. Gee, I'd love to hear the whole story. And HBO is about to show every one of them. Jay Leno in Collision Course. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. Collision Course premieres Sunday at 8 on HBO. You liking the juice? You liking the juice? I got a can this week, too. I know. I think for the first time ever, you opened it before me. So you're starting oh, yeah, this well, podcast. I never know. I, I don't know how to time that. But I got some delicious... Uh, Thrashed apple flavored Mountain Dew here. Ooh, I got a Sharps non-alcoholic beer. And welcome to fucking what is this? Saturday Night Jive is the podcast we're doing. Welcome to Saturday Night Jive, the podcast where we talk about Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live related movies. Except this week, this is another freebie that we did. Uh, if you're an avid listener to our podcast, we have a wheel of options of how we choose our movies, and we have been putting uh, I don't know what you call them freebie. I guess freebie picks. Where there's nothing related to Saturday Night Live about this movie, but it feels like a movie we should cover. And this week, Ben has brought us to Collision Course from 1989, starring... And before we even get started with this, but it's, yes, yeah, starring Jay Leno and Pat Morita. <laughs> In a buddy action cop comedy. How could we... And Ernie Hudson. How could we turn that down? But before that, I want to suggest another freebie pick, because uh, I don't know if you looked up the director of this movie? I did not. Uh, I looked it up. He's apparently the director of Cujo and ma- many other movies, but uh, there's one that I, I I definitely want to watch, and it seems like a podcast pick. T-Bone and the Weasel? Well, I, I'm sold at the title. It's a TV movie from the 90s, apparently, uh, starring Gregory Hines and Christopher Lloyd as two ex-cons bumming around having fun, and fucking do yourself a favor, watch the fucking trailer for T-Bone and the Weasel, and uh, the entire movie is also free on yep. YouTube. The whole movie is free on YouTube. 1992 VHS release. Christopher Lloyd and Gregory Hines. I... I would say... I mean, I'll go ahead and add it to the wheel. Why the fuck not? But, um... I did not like this movie, <laughs> Collision Course, that we watched today. What? What? I was waiting for like I mean I'm gonna I'm not saying like fucking dead heat level but goddamn Pat Morita drop kicks Christopher fucking uh, Sarandon right in his face through a windshield. Here here is my note that I took after an hour and thirty minutes I am now glad I watched this but I had to sit through an hour and thirty minutes to get to one scene where I went what the fuck. What about Tom Noonan and all his guns blowing shit up? Yeah, no, I, that I liked. They too. grenade Tom Noonan to death? The last 30 minutes of this movie was pretty good, pretty rad, but the first hour of this movie, I was bored fucking silly. When they go into the most racist bowling alley in the world that just randomly hates all Japanese people? Oh no, I, this is one where, I think this is your a fine mess, because I was not getting the fun in this until Tom Noonan got killed, and then I was like, Alright, I'm in, I'm back, I'm in. Alright, let's finish this movie up. And then the movie after that did not disappoint. Because the last half hour of this movie, I was, I was fucking digging. Oh no, I, I, I love the shit out of this movie. Just the, well, part of it is also the, the, uh, the setup. It's, it's Jay Leno and Pat Morita buddy comedy. We set up, that, that up. And that, like, you, you hear that and you go, that's gotta be the worst fucking thing in the world. And it is. And they keep doing it. And it's, it just, it's fascinating to me. That anybody thought this was a good idea, like and like the, the attempts at the really aborted, failed attempts at humor, like when they're getting drunk together, and like you can only understand half of what Pat Morita's saying. But like I know Pat Morita speaks better English than this. He's doing a voice. He's doing like a a fake kind of English voice, and it was a bad choice. And like so many movies, things in this movie are just bad choices. But I'm fascinated by all of them. I know, and this is one where I. You know, usually I'm all up for a, a bad, shitty 80s buddy cop movie. But for some reason today, I was like, this is just bad. Like, I'm, I wasn't getting the fun of it until Tom Noonan died. But yeah, no, just bad choices all around. Jay Leno. Are you surprised at all that this is his only starring role in a feature film? No, but as the, like, the wacky, funny, like, Eddie Murphy cop, because that's, okay, well, here's the thing. We've talked about this, we've talked about it, Dead Heat, we've talked about it, I think, any time we've watched a movie like this, 
or I don't know if maybe I've even not expressed my opinion on this. I think this archetype of the, like, the Riggs and Murtaugh, like, funny cop that, that plays by his own rules, that's a shitty thing. It sucks. It always sucks. It sucks in Lethal Weapon, the prototype of it. It's a... It, you're trying to get a, this character to be charming, but he's basically just a, a, a cop who's abusing his authority. It's disgusting. Like, the scene where they're like, hey, do we have a warrant? I don't know if we have a warrant. Oh yeah, we have one. Well, you still busted in and never announced yourselves as cops. Like, that's that's police brutality. Even if you did have a warrant, ultimately, you can't just do that. You have to show that right away. <laughs> like, it's just shit like that. It's just, it's it's a, it's an archetype that we've, we've accepted as a thing. And it's just really, really bad. And Jay Leno's the worst at it. Yeah, no, he plays by his own rules, fucking Tony Costas. <laughs> Jay, Jay Leno running. There is so much Jay Leno running in this movie. And he's young Jay Leno, but he's still Jay Leno. He's like pudgy. He's not like young and muscular. He looks nothing like a cop. And the way he runs looks like he's running to a set at the Laugh Factory because he's running five minutes late. It's just like a little brisk walk. Jay Leno well, I, running I would argue, from bullets. I would argue he looks just like a cop. He looks like a cop in real life. He doesn't look like a movie cop who like is in an action movie where he has to run a lot. He looks like the cop that doesn't run and just arrests the nearest black guy he sees. Yeah, fucking poopy butt Jay Leno. Um, I, I had this idea watching it. It's not a good idea. No one should ever do it. But if anyone wants to steal this idea, do it. Jay Leno has a filmography that's over 150 credits. 135 of them he plays Jay Leno. I think it'd be a good idea to just dive into Jay Leno's history as an actor. Just watch every movie. Oh, so all the movies that have him as himself, like when they cut to a TV with him interviewing somebody? Yeah, you know, you watch Dave and you're like, alright, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of Dave. Jay Leno scene where he's like, hey, what's uh, President Kevin Klein doing over there in the White House? So, are we... Are, 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 are what you're saying is, we're starting a spin-off podcast where we watch all the Jay Leno movies? I think so. I feel like we've uh, turned into the Randall Tex Cobb cast, honestly, because this is like the 10th movie we've watched with Randall Tex Cobb in it. And I feel like he was, especially in light of like Tom Noonan and, and uh, Chris Sarandon, obviously, I think Randall Tex Cobb was a little underutilized. I feel like... We didn't get any really fun Randall Tex Cobb moments. No, you hire Randall Tex Cobb for a specific purpose, and yeah, this movie didn't fulfill on that purpose. It's actually only the fourth Randall Tex Cobb film we've watched. Uh, the Golden Child, I looked it up earlier. The Golden Child, uh, Police Academy 4, and, uh, shit, I forgot the third one. And then this. What was the third Randall Tex Cobb movie? Damn it! Fletch Lives. Fletch Lives is the other Randall Tex Cobb film we've watched. But it feels like he's been more prolific. It feels like he's a Larry Miller, Dabney Coleman status of our you podcast. Know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you looked up Larry Miller and Dabney Coleman and they had less appearances than you remember. Like we've only watched, they just, yeah, we've only watched three Larry Miller movies, but it just feels like we watched a hundred. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you didn't like Collision Course. Nobody else but me does. It's, it's like I say. It's I, no, I didn't like it. Until, again, the last 30 minutes of the movie where it just it kicked in and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm watching a buddy cop movie. There is so much of this movie that's it's just Jay Leno and Pat Morita, too. I wasn't like I didn't like either of them and I didn't like either of them together. So when they were in scenes together, I didn't care. I didn't find it funny, amusing, interesting. And then all of a sudden Tom Noonan explodes in a pile of watermelons. And I'm like, all right, you've got my attention movie. What are you going to do with that? dropkick Chris Sarandon in the face through a car windshield? All right, you've fulfilled your promise now. To be fair, the stuff you liked about the movie is all I remembered about the movie, so it's probably the case that I only liked that stuff too. I was When I first saw this, I was bored by the first half, but just in retrospect, I only remembered the good parts. Yeah, no, at the <laughs> end, like, right as it ended, it ends, it ends with Jay Leno and Pat Morita in a split screen, <laughs> like, What's the stupidest fucking ending? Because they're having, like, their goodbye at the airport. Jay Leno walks away. Pat Morita stays there. And then instead of, like, having a two-shot, they cut it into a split screen where they both just, like, look at the camera, smile and nod, freeze frame, 80s soundtrack. And I was like, 
I think I liked Collision Course, but it could be Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, speaking of that 80s soundtrack, come on. This has got this is the one of the best 80s soundtrack movies we've watched, I think. Yeah, I was I was into it at the in the first opening credits. Uh and then there was I can't remember the song. The song that was stuck in my head but now has left my head is when they're fighting in the in the bar. And it's like, overtime, we're running, overtime. I'm like, all right, I'm into this. Uh, there, there was two or three, well, the, the opening one is great. Uh, and that's the one I think you should put at the end of this. Uh, and we should point out, uh, I, I'm looking for the uh, the IMDb trivia. I believe this there was something, like this movie was filmed, but it wasn't finished. Uh, and they had to like kind of they they just sort of like like quickly edited it, but it like it wasn't even complete. Like they just released it like years after it was made, uh, and so like like that stuff like the split screen at the end. There was probably a more cohesive ending that they originally planned, and they just didn't bother because it's fucking. Maybe. Yeah, I looked it up. This was filmed in 1987. It was released in some foreign markets in 1989, but didn't come to American home video until like 1992, I think. And Pat Morita was on The Tonight Show, and he said, oh, yeah, we uh, we ran out of money on the last day of shooting, and we had a lot of, like, exposition scenes to film, so they just never filmed them. But I don't think the movie's that hard to... I mean, it's a, not a complicated movie either. I don't think it's that hard to understand based on the edit we have. No, I mean, I like... When I have an action buddy cop movie, I like the fact that I don't have to pay that close attention to the plot. The plot is Chris Sarandon is trying to steal... Uh, like a supercar, a turbocharged engine, uh, and then that's what brings them together. Jay Leno's the Detroit cop, uh, Pat Morita's the guy from Japan, and then there's a culture clash because, you know, Detroit runs on automobiles, but the Japanese were taking over automobiles in the 80s, so there's that little culture clash. But yeah, you don't really need to know what the fuck's going on to, to follow it. I'm, sure, I'm curious how many... Because there's a, there's a couple movies that sort of play on that weird, very specific 80s thing of distrust of Japanese industry. I remember Gung Ho was one. Yeah. And I'm, there, I'm, there are a couple that I, I was thinking of, but like that'd be an interest, like a weird series to watch. Just remember when we all hated Japanese people because they were destroying our economy. Yeah, I always, when I was a kid, I always uh, noticed that as well, because like when Nintendo came out. You know, people were like, oh, junk from the Japanese. And like VCRs, that was like a joke of like, oh, these VCRs, they're all made in Japan. They're pieces of shit made for a nickel. But it's like, Japan makes some good shit. You say Nintendo was my childhood. Yeah, but the joke was like, oh, fucking Japan. Uh, and then that's in this movie where they're like, oh, yeah, Detroit's going to hell because the Japanese are selling their cars in America and they, they cost 45 cents to make, not paying decent American wages to our men. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't have much to talk about. I, I thought I would have more to talk about. It. Like, when we went going into this, I assumed, like, oh, I, yeah, Collision Course. I remember that being great. Like, now I'm questioning other movies I watched around the same time. Because I watched this for a, a boarded, attempted podcast I was doing. Uh, did you ever see, like, Big Shots? That's another one where I was like, oh, that was great. But maybe that sucked, too. Maybe. Well, like I said, th this is my a fine mask. Or this is your version of my A Fine Mess. This is a, a Fine Mess was a movie I caught on cable. Only remember Nazi dildos about it, but that's only two scenes in the film. But I was like, that movie's great. It's got Nazi dildos. I imagine if I caught this movie on cable, I would be like, collision course? Like, A fucking plus. Pat Morita drop kicks a guy through a car, car window. It's the greatest movie ever made. And that's the thing. Like, even now, I, I just watched it like a half hour ago. I finished it. And I don't even remember every, anything in between Tom Noonan exploding and then Pat Morita drop kicking Chris Rand in the face through a car windshield. It's like th those are the only two things in the movie as far as my brain is concerned. Yeah, that's how I felt watching it. I was an hour into it. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Why am I watching this shit? And then Tom Noonan explodes. I'm like, great. And then uh, the old lady gets the supercar. I was like, that's awesome. There's a car chase where they're just, you know, doing that 80s things where like forklifts are just driving in in front of their cars with loads of boxes that they can crash through. And I'm like, this is all cool. Jay Leno rides a motorcycle down a fucking motocross speedway. I'm like, that's cool. Pat Morita drop kicking a car. I'm like, that's awesome. But the first hour of this movie, I couldn't fucking tell you what happened. Yeah, I remember I, I, there was a joke I liked 
When, oh, when Pat Morita, he takes, Jay Leno takes Pat Morita back to his apartment because he doesn't trust him at that point. He's like, you're going to stay at my place for now. And uh, at first, Pat Morita takes his shoes off and he goes, I take my shoes off. For, I'm going to do a fucking racist accent as I <laughs> recap this movie. Do it in Italian. Uh, it'll, it'll sound better. I had taken his, <laughs> my shoes off. In my Japanese <laughs> country, we take off our shoes. <laughs> to respect your home. And uh, and then he looks at the floor and he goes, you have a dog? I had a dog once. And he goes. I'm going to put my shoes on to respect my foot. <laughs> I remember liking that line. So wait, who, because I totally forget. Do you remember, like, how do they get together? What's their relationship? Pat Morita's uh, been sent from Japan, right? Yeah, he's a cop from Japan. That's all true. I, I was waiting for that to be a twist where, like, he was actually working for another car company because it seems like they work for the car company. Why? why or like he was be like a private investigator or something. Like why is why are they handling this as opposed to somebody hired by that car company? I have no idea. I, t- I said I couldn't fucking follow anything that was going on in the first hour of this movie. But yeah, they sent him over because uh, somebody from this car company stole the tur- turbocharger to take it to America to sell to Ford or GM or whoever. Uh, but that guy, the guy who stole it, hid it somewhere. They don't know where at first, and. Uh, the guys who he was going to sell it to decide they're just going to kill him and take it, but they don't know where it is. Uh, well, they're, they're interrogating him. They hang him upside down and say, like, hey, where's the thing? But he has a heart attack and dies before he tells them. So it, the idea is they have to track down where he hit it. And that's that's not even really a mystery of the movie. Like, ultimately, they just kind of forget that until the very end. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's this picture. I completely forget where they found the picture. And that's where the thing was, I guess. I, you, news to me. <laughs> It's like I well, didn't I remember, even watch this movie. I remember because I checked the time and it was like 20 minutes till the end of the movie. And they're like, it doesn't feel like it feels like it's still the middle of the movie. They're like at a restaurant. And then um, Pat Morita's dancing with a bunch of uh, hot young ladies. And Jay Leno's looking at these photos. And I guess it was the it was the Pepsi freezer thing, right? That's where it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but like he's looking at those photos and I couldn't remember. I don't know if maybe that's one of those exposition scenes they left out, but like. I don't remember where they got those photos. Yeah. Were they the photos that Pat Morita got developed at the photo hut? Oh, that's right. Now I remember, yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't interesting now that I recapped it. <laughs> I know, like I said. He just got some photos delivered at the photo developed at the photo hut. That that wasn't anything. The plot of this movie just fucking who gives a fuck? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fast forward, I'm watching Collision Course in the background. I'm going to uh, skip to an hour and five minutes into Collision Course where Tom Noonan gets exploded. And let's talk about that scene, because I did like that. Well, I did I did want to mention in the first hour, now that I'm thinking about it and remembering more, there's a lot of stuff that feels like it comes just up to the edge of, like, it would have been interesting. Like the uh, the hotel chase, where, like, they're going down up and down the elevators and stuff. Like... That's a set piece or like a, a a location that I feel like could have been an interesting chase sequence. It's just really boring because it's Pat Morita and Jay Leno just riding two elevators. Yeah, I did like when Pat Morita hid in like a, one of them bags you put like suits in. And so they're looking for Pat Morita and then you cut to a uh, one of them things that the fucking hotel lobby guy brings up to your room. A rack, a clothing rack is what I was trying to think of. And Pat Morita's hanging on the clothing rack in a in a little suit cover. I liked that, but it was it just wasn't interestingly shot. So I was just like, oh, that's clever, but like it could have been executed better. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of like Pat Morita, I'm gonna have a bit of business here with like him like uh, egging people on like I'm gonna do kung fu but he doesn't know kung fu like that comes up like a bunch of I feel like a lot of it I, and I also read in the IMDB trivia apparently uh, Bob Clark was originally gonna direct this uh, but he was fired and so they brought in the other director halfway through and Tom Noonan was apparently doing rewrites himself <laughs> at some point so it's a very slapdash production is what I'm saying so I'm assuming Pat Morita's probably just adding a bunch of his own shit and I only because I think every time I think of Pat Morita I think of that fucking talking dog movie we watched I was going to say, Where, are you talking about Bob Clark, the director of Karate Dog, featuring Pat yes. Morita's last on-screen performance? Because I remember reading the tri- the IMDb trivia for that, where it said Pat Morita only chooses movies where he gets to do a funny voice. I don't know so, uh, that. Yeah, that was in the in the uh, the Karate Dog trivia. That's that was how he chose movies. I think I remember reading that anyway. 
And uh, so that's why I think like he's on a movie like this where it's like, we don't even have a director. We just fired Bob Clark. What do we do? And Pat Morita's like, I'll do my little bit of business. I'll get in that fucking coat rack and, and bounce around. <laughs> like, I wonder how much of that was him. And Jay Leno's like, don't worry, guys. I don't need a director. I'm professional actor Jay Leno. But I mean, this, like, that's not surprising at all when you hear not only did they not finish filming because they ran out of the budget on the last day, and they went through two directors because they had to fire the first one halfway through. All of that makes sense when you watch the final product. It feels unfinished and slapped at. Yeah, and there was just a lot of stuff in that first hour where I was like, I, I want to like this. Like, I want this to be the, the movie I want it to be. But yeah, it didn't get there until the last half hour when fucking Tom Noonan, uh, they, they track down Tom Noonan's house. He's one of the bad guys. They go in. Tom Noonan's like, shit, those guys are in my house. So he just straps himself up with so many guns and starts chasing them down. <laughs> Blows up a car in front of them. They have a great scene where Jay Leno and Pat Morita are running from a car explosion. Again, Jay Leno running. Just A-plus uh, entertainment there. Just watching Jay Leno run. I, and I, I did like that joke in that sequence where they're running from Tom Noonan and they they jump on the train yeah. and it's like this big action thing and then the train immediately stops. That was funny. And yeah, so now they're in the train, Tom Noonan's still walking up after him and they're like, and there was a good joke in there too because uh, Jay Leno gives Pat Morita the gun and he's like, okay, there's one bullet left in this gun so you have to bang. And he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, that's fucking funny. Oh, no, and yeah, and Jay Leno, you asshole. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. And then uh, they throw Tom Noonan is now like next to the train. He's looking into him with a big gun and he's like, all right, I'm going to kill these two motherfuckers. But I'm also sitting next to a big uh, crate of watermelon. And then Jay Leno throws a grenade into the watermelon and then it explodes the watermelon and Jay Le or and Tom Noonan. So you get just blood, guts and watermelon juice just spraying all over the truck. Okay, holy shit, by the way. I was just looking it up. Well, I don't know if you caught this, because they kind of mention it, but they don't. They only described it once, and it's easy to miss. Do you remember the gun that he used to kill, off-screen kill the uh, security guard that was Jay Lona's friend? Yeah, no. Okay, well, there's a, there's a big thing, because, well, that's the, 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 the point of it is that the gun is untraceable because of the kind of bullets it uses. And they mentioned it, it's a rocket gun. It fires like rocket shells. Oh, okay, I remember that from the movie. Yeah, and uh, they find they eventually find that gun in his house, and like that's the evidence. Um, apparently, that's a real fucking gun. That was I assume they invented that for the movie, but there's really there was really a gyrojet gun that shot fucking rocket bullets that they called the rocket gun. <laughs> yes, micro jets which have little recoil and do not require a heavy barrel chamber to resist the pressure. Holy shit! Oh yeah, no, that's what Tom Noonan's chasing him down with. Yeah, so I, fucking Tom Noonan got exploded in a big pile of guts and watermelon. I was like, fuck it, I'm down with this movie. Um, and then the the next thing I loved was they go to uh, they go to a rental car place, because I guess, again, I'm, I lost track of the plot, but I guess the turbocharger was in a car that is now at Budget Rental, but Budget Rental has just rented that car to a real old lady. So they go in and they're like, we need a car. It came from the impound lot. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And then you get the old lady just turning on the thing and going, whoa. It's like, fuck, when did this movie get great? When Tom Noonan exploded, that's when. It just took Tom Noonan exploding for the movie to fucking ratchet it up a notch. But that's why I'm wondering how much, because they said it was like exposition scenes that they didn't film. I wonder if there were some a other action sequences that they didn't get filmed. Because, like, I mentioned when, like, they kill the, the security guard that was Jay Leno's friend. That's all off screen. But it's like they describe it like uh, they took him to a junkyard to, like, crush the car. Like, you'd think that'd be something they would have filmed and that you would have seen. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we wish you could have been there to see see it. But it was so gruesome and so fucking cool at the same time. But, uh, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just tell you what happened. We, we don't need to clue the audience in on this. Well, I'm pretty sure this is the film that inspired Seven. They're like, you know, the, the, the real horrors and the, the descriptions. Less is the more, yeah. You got to use your imagination to cobble together the pieces they just didn't film for Collision Course. 
Uh, and then, uh, the, yeah, let's let's. Get, it, is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about fucking Pat Maria? <laughs> I mean, there is the scene where Jay Leno and Pat Maria get drunk. Um, which did he was okay? Did I miss that? Did Pat Maria was he faking getting drunk? No, I think they were both drunk. Okay, so they were actually getting drunk. Yeah. And then, because that scene, I just remember that scene ending so abruptly. Because, like, um, uh, they, they wake up the next morning, Jay Leno's, like, hung over, and uh, um, he, the, Pat Morita's cleaned his whole apartment. And Pat Morita's like, oh, I'm making breakfast, and by the way, you need a wife. And Jay Leno just sort of grabs him and forces Pat Morita to, like, sit on his lap, and like, you know, you're gonna be my new wife, Pat Morita. <laughs> well, said, and then it just cuts abruptly. He says something like, I think we should date first, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like there was clearly more to that scene that they cut out. Yeah, no, I would. Or I'm assuming Pat Morita filleted Jay Leno. I would have liked to see more of them like living together, like uh, you know, odd couple. You know, <laughs> they're sharing a, a a house together and working together on the same case. I would have enjoyed more of that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can think of. Uh, well, this other than and this kind of goes into what we're going to talk about at the end. Just Jay Leno's rampant criminality. Like he's like he's constantly like, he's like stealing evidence from crime scenes, and he's he breaks Pat Morita out of prison at one point. He plays by his own rules. But like, you can't just explode Tom Noonan because like they don't have any evidence of anything. They like they shouldn't be throwing grenades at people. I well, feel like to, that's got to get them off the force. To be fair, Tom Noonan was following them and chasing them with guns strapped to himself. So I think at that point, probable cause after they is broke the into window. his home. He was he was standing his ground and defending his home. <laughs> I guess that's true. But no, yeah, I think probable cause goes out the window when Tom Noonan is chasing you with a bunch of guns. It's fruit from the poisonous tree. They needed the probable cause first. They didn't have it. The fact that he later on decided to shoot them with a rocket launcher, that's, you know, that's not necessary. That doesn't mean anything. But, but Judge, they broke into my house. Yeah, but you still can't chase them down with a rocket launcher. <gasps> Uh, but yeah, let's get to maybe the greatest scene in the history of film. Oh man, it was so fucking classic. So there's a big car chase, Jay Leno and Pat Morita in a supercar. Eventually they get on a motorcycle. You think Jay Leno drove that motor? That's probably what drew him to the movie. Cause did you know Jay Leno likes cars? I didn't know that. Yeah, he likes he likes cars and motorbikes, he does. He's a big gearhead, so does, but he keeps it quiet. So that's weird. So does Jerry Seinfeld. Why is it that really lame, unfunny comedians who are big in the 90s really love cars? I think it's because they both made a billion dollars in the 90s and needed to spend their money on something. No. Um, yeah, um, fucking. That's. I mean, I've I never liked Jay Leno, but like, that's one thing that fucking pisses me off. He's like, yeah, I'm a common guy. I wear blue jeans and a sports jacket. Uh, now I'm just going to go in my garage with my 800 cars. That's the thing. He's one of. The, I remember, like, uh, when it was Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. That was like a knock against Romney that he had an elevator for his cars, and that's such a. But I guess that is a thing. It's like, yeah, you have more than one car. You're a fucking elitist. <laughs> kind of, man. I'm just like, well, at least don't pretend you're an everyman, you know? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm a blue collar guy like you. I came up from the slums. All right, let me get in my '64 uh, Maserati to drive to my '65 Maserati. And I like that blue collar. That uh, Jay Leno's idea of blue collar is like wearing all denim. Yeah, <laughs> that's what poor people do, right? They just wear all denim. He just heard blue collar and took it extremely literal. <laughs> blue collar. I'll get blue cuffs too. But like, then they'll see me just, as an everyman. Yeah. I just I don't understand why anybody thinks all denim is a good look. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're chasing yeah big car chase. And then, all of a sudden, Jay Leno and Pat Morita are running on foot. Chris Sarandon's still in the car. They're down an alley. Chris Sarandon shoots Jay Leno in the leg. He's hobbling. He's like, ugh, I can't go on. Jay Leno's down on the ground in the alley. Pat Morita's on top of him. Jay Leno, with all the acting muscle he can muster, goes, Get out of here! Leave me! You save yourself! Meanwhile, Chris Sarandon is speeding towards them in a moving automobile. Pat Morita just goes full fucking Hulk Hogan, stands up, sprints towards the car, drop kicks, goes through the car windshield, into Chris Sarandon's face like you see Pat Morita's feet. 
crush Chris Sarandon's face. It's like an amazing, because it's obviously like a dummy in the car, but it's just amazing. The, just the flattening of the face on Pat Rita's foot. It is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and then there's another scene like real quick after that where... They're just showing Pat Morita's body hanging out of the car windshield, but it's obviously a dummy, so it's, like, moving all over the fucking place. And I'm like, all right, this fucking movie, you won me over. It took an hour and 30 minutes, but you finally did it. Because that's, yeah, that's the thing. He dropkicks Chris Sarandon in the face to death, and then the car keeps going because obviously his foot is, his dead foot is still on the gas. But somehow, when it spins out and Pat Morita flies out of the car, that somehow his foot goes off the gas at that point. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, he's not holding the steering wheel with his dead hands anymore. So maybe Pat Morita, the trajectory of Pat Morita's feet just knocked him in the in the perfect position where he would spin the wheel to the left. The only thing that would have made it better is if they actually, like, made it a sequence where, like, uh, Chris Sarandon's foot is still on the gas and Pat Morita like wakes up and like sits up and he's got to steer with his legs <laughs> from outside the car. <laughs> like he, he blacks out for a little bit and then he's in Montana just on a highway hanging out of the front windshield. Uh, but no, he's just, I just, I like a, a chase sequence where like, he's literally just like sitting, I guess sitting on the hood with his car legs dangling right. Cause they'd be right where the wheel would be. And he's got to like fucking shimmy around. To so get it out of the way, out of bystanders. Or if, you know, he still has, like, Chris Sarandon's head, like, embedded in his foot, so he just moves his foot and steers with Chris Sarandon's half face. <laughs> that would have oh, been awesome. Man. What would have been really awesome is, uh, they get out of the car, and the car that explodes, which that's what, that does happen in the movie, and then Pat Morita scrapes Chris Sarandon's face off his shoe, and then, like, the, the police chief comes in, and he just hands it to him, Book him, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> or you could bring back the take your shoes off gags. He takes his shoes off. Chris Sarandon's head is still in the heel. And he's like, I think I'll take my shoes off again. Oh, yeah, he goes to the police station. I take my shoes off to respect the police station. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, you got a guy's head in your shoe. <gasps> oh, man. No, that's that. I mean, again... Dead Heat's a better movie, but that's that sequence is as good and as awesome as anything in Dead Heat, I would say. Yeah, I, I would say, do yourself a favor. Don't watch Collision Course, but if the Pat Morita drop-kicking a car scene is on YouTube, like, you fucking gotta watch that scene. Out of context, it's even better. It's probably even better if you didn't have to sit through an hour and a half of a shitty 80s comedy to get there. And if it's not on YouTube, George is gonna put it on YouTube right Fuck now. Fuck it, I, sh- I will put that shit on YouTube. Just do the, just have a, make a video of the two greatest scenes from Collision Course, Tom Noonan exploding and Pat Marita drop kicking the car. Just stitch them together, put them on YouTube right now, and then we've done our job. That's all you need to watch. Yeah, hey, do you want to watch Collision Course, but you only have 145 seconds? Don't worry, I got you covered. Uh, and put the, put the racist cops tirade as well. I, I like that scene. <laughs> when they first arrest Pat Marita and the fat cops like... Don't you speak English? Mitsubishi, oh, yeah. Sushi, Honda, Toyota. I did. I I did like the chief uh, chewing out Jay Leno because it's just man, that's just the most bizarre thing of this movie. Like I think if you put anyone other than Jay Leno in the lead, movie thirty percent better. It just he doesn't seem right. It just seems like. It's just weird. It's like, why didn't you cast like an actor in this? Well, I mean, he's clearly going for like. Like, Ryan Reynolds cool, but he's not Ryan Reynolds cool at all. No, he is the unhippest person who's ever lived. Well, like, the very first scene when he's... Why am I... Now I'm suddenly remembering all about the movie. Uh, where he's, like, drag racing the black guys, and he's, like, like yeah. playing around with them. What I don't understand about that is, like, why... I thought he was gonna trick... Because I know he's a cop, because I've watched this movie before. Why isn't he tricking them? Like, oh, that's race. And then when they start speeding, he puts the siren on, pulls him over. No, he's legitimately wanting to drag race people, even though he's a cop, and other cops pull him over, and then he uses that as an opportunity to get the girl's number. All of which sounds like that's a suave thing that Ryan Reynolds would do in a movie like this, but it's Jay Leno, so I don't believe any of it. Yeah, no, it's it's just so uncool. I mean, even to the, like, Jay Leno, it, his his wardrobe in this movie 
is like, uh, you know, gray jacket, uh, dress shirt tucked into blue jeans. Like, you can't look cool with a dress shirt tucked into blue jeans. No, I was trying to think what he kind of reminded me of. You know what he reminded me of, weirdly? Uh, remember uh, Louis Anderson's dad in the cartoon Life with Louis? Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, he had the big round stomach and then, like, <laughs> tiny little legs? Yeah, he just looks so fucking bizarre. And I don't, I mean, I understand Pat Morita being in this because, it, you know, this is a couple years after the Karate Kid. Like, fuck yeah, Pat Morita, he's, he's on, a, on a roll. But yeah, fucking Jay Leno. I guess maybe he was probably guest hosting for Johnny Carson at this point, but I th- all he was in was Poopy Button Americathon and like a nightclub comic. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Well, I mean, I guess it's that thing where like any com- any comedian will eventually get a shot like this. And you, I think you just don't remember the ones that don't pan out. You know, you you remember a comedian that transitioned well into film, and then the ones that don't, you're just like, oh, did they? Were they in a movie? I don't even remember that. So we're just watching that for Jay Leno, right? Well, like Carrot Top too. Carrot Top got one movie, and then people were like, what? What were we thinking? But like, I would think if you ask most people, do they remember Chairman of the Board? I mean, I only remember it because of the Norm Macdonald thing on yeah, Conan. Exactly. You know. So you te- you will tend to forget the movies like this that were aborted attempts to make a, a stand-up comic a movie star when they weren't going to do that. Uh, Joe Piscopo's entire filmography, unfortunately. Well, see, I don't, well, I mean, because he has more movies, though, so I feel like, at least for a while, he was considered a legitimate movie star. Obviously not anymore, but, you know, I think they, he got more than one bite at the apple, whereas Jay Leno did this movie and they were like, fuck you, never again. Yeah, I, well, I think he probably knew that as well because yeah like i said i just for funsies i was like how many movies has jay leno been in because it's got to be like 100 yeah it's like 150 films but this was like this is the only starring one and the last movie he did until like 1993 when he was like hosting the tonight show regularly and appearing in films as the host of the tonight show well it's like uh, speaking of louis anderson did you ever see uh the wrong guys not the wrong guy with Dave Foley, but the wrong guys. No. It's uh, Louis Anderson plays like an adult who's obsessed with his time as a Boy Scout. So he, they have like a reunion with his scout troop and they go in the woods. And I, I want to say they encounter mobsters because it's an 80s movie. <laughs> but like it was like Louis Anderson. He's like stand up. He can be in movies, right? You've never heard of that movie and you've never heard of anything else he did. Yeah, it was just it was a weird time because comedy clubs were huge. Stand-up comedy was huge, and it was just like, if you're a stand-up comedian and you have five minutes of material, you could either get a sitcom deal or a movie deal. Like, they were they were just plucking people out of the chuckle hut. <laughs> Five-picture deal for you! I like those mother-in-law jokes you told. And it's weird, because that's so not the case now. Like, I don't think... That, I, mean, I remember that used to be the trajectory. That was like the Ray Romano thing. You you got, you know, everybody loves Raymond or so. Well, Seinfeld's obviously the, the biggest example of that. And now I feel like that isn't the trajectory of stand-up comics. They they kind of stay in their lane. You know, maybe they show up, you know, as like a comedy relief at a, a couple of movies. But like that, I don't think that's the incentive. Now it's like you're going to get a podcast and be the next Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the sitcom deals have just turned into them doing their own podcasts. But that's, yeah, that's weird that, like, as we were growing up, that was the thing. You you started as a stand-up, and you either stayed a stand-up, or you did fucking collision course. Yeah, no, there had to have been, like, yeah, backstage at comedy clubs. People were like, you got your pilot deal yet? Nah, okay, well, my agent's working on my pilot deal. He said I should get a call in a week. How about you? Nah, I've only been doing it for six months. Oh, don't worry, you'll get your pilot soon. Did Stephen Wright ever have, like, a movie or TV show where he was, like, the lead? <sighs> Not that I can think of. But I wouldn't be surprised if he had some kind of uh, sitcom that didn't go. Because, yeah, I'd be curious to see that. Because he's just, I was just thinking of, like, the, the the one who would be, like, the least equipped to do something like that. Right. Like, the least leading man, leading man ever. <laughs> the Stephen Wright show. Um, anyway, well, I got, uh, anything else to say about Collision Course? I, I'm, I'm tapped. I had four notes, and we've talked about all of them. No, I mean... I I will still stand by my recommendation of this as an almost good movie. There's a couple of great moments, and then like one or two jokes I laughed at, 
And then the rest of it, like, I can feel the potential of it. I can feel like maybe if this had a different director or obviously a different lead, you know, and it, some of the, just some of the stuff was shorn up, maybe another crazy action sequence here, maybe some funnier jokes here or there. Like, there's the bones of a really great 80s cop buddy comedy in this movie. It just fails in execution, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. <clears throat> but yeah, I can't I can't wholeheartedly recommend you actually watch the movie. Just watch whatever clips George decides to put on YouTube after this. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, so do you think... Uh, so you are... Uh, you were standing by the uh, experiment of putting non-SNL-related films on the wheel then. I have been pitching that for fucking years. I've been saying, let's just stop with this stupid SNL format and just pick weird, dumb movies. But my hope, my secret hope of hopes, is that you're going to not keep refreshing the wheel with actual SNL movies, and we're just going to keep putting bullshit picks in until the wheel is nothing but bullshit picks, and we just look at it and go, well, I guess that's our podcast now. Well, because I had that thought, like, you know, like I said, in that boring first hour of the movie, I was like, all right, well, I put a fine mess on the wheel. Ben hated that. Uh, ben put a marathon on the wheel. That was just kind of like uh, passing entertainment. And I then think I, we both mostly enjoyed that. It was all right. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like, all right, well, like this doesn't movie doesn't even fit our format, and I find it terrible. <laughs> so it's like, but the, the format's not the problem. The problem is just shitty movies exist in the universe. Well, and in my defense, I feel like on paper. Like, you get why I would have thought this would be good for the podcast. Oh, absolutely. And I, I backed you up. As soon as you said Collision Course, I was like, is there an SNL cast member in Collision Course? Because we have to watch it. There's not? Who fucking cares? I mean, I don't know that there's an SNL cast member in T-Bone and the Weasel, but I want to watch that shit. <laughs> I've never heard of T-Bone and the Weasel. And I assume it, I would have, if there was an SNL cast member in T-Bone and the Weasel, I would have come across that at some point because I would have remembered that title. I mean, I mean, obviously Tim Kazarinski is the uh, the head of the mafia that they send after them. <laughs> He's got. I assume. Right. All right, so Collision Course. Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no recommend Collision Course from me. But yes, do check out the the good shit in Collision Course. Any fi- <laughs> any final words before I spin the wheel? And then at the end of T-Bone and the Weasel, Tim Kazarinski, the mob boss, gets trapped in a porta potty with a skunk. (laughs) You know that's what T-Bone and the Weasel is. Let's build it up to the point of where we are so excited to watch T-Bone and the Weasel. And you know it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be so much shit. Uh, But Uh. it is on the wheel now. Alright, so... There's a one in like 354 chance that we will spin T-Bone and the Weasel. Wait, did you say 354? Uh, let me see how many things are on the wheel. Because uh, you have to put each one on individually, right? Uh, no, I mass upload them. Uh, there are 498 things on the wheel at this point. <laughs> And again, slowly but surely, we'll be replacing the the SNL ones with non-SNL ones until that's all non-SNL picks. Well, are you feeling lucky? Let's spin the wheel. Round the thing is, we don't have that many cheat picks on the wheel so far. We've already picked, like, three of them. Uh, yeah, no, there's only, like, four or five cheat picks on the wheel. Uh, ooh, I don't think we can find this. Uh, going Overboard, starring Adam Sandler... Yeah, we looked, well, I could look for it again, but we looked for it, I remember, and could not find it. Well, before I look for it, any interest in Going Overboard starring Adam Sandler? I mean, it's going to be terrible, but I've always been kind of curious about seeing it. It's, for people who don't know, that is Adam Sandler's first theatrical film, I believe, correct? Uh, I don't think it was theatrical, but yes, it is his first movie. Oh, was it not? I thought it was. Um, Uh, It's on Yeah, he's very young, and I, oh, is it? Because, yeah, I remember seeing, uh, like, the first five minutes of it on YouTube where, like, he narrates directly to the camera. And I just remember thinking, like, holy shit, we gotta fucking watch this piece of shit. Yeah, and I think it was, I'm almost positive it was filmed pre-SNL. And, like, Milton Burl's in it, and I think Buddy Hackett. Like, they, he's on a boat or, like, a cruise ship, and they filled the cruise ship with, like, old vaude, or not vaudeville, but, like, old school comics to, like, round out the supporting cast. 
I mean, I'm up for it. I mean, I think it would be an interesting novelty, but I don't think we're going to enjoy the experience of watching it. So after Collision Course and fucking Billions for Boris, and I mean, I guess we enjoyed Death Wish, but do you want to maybe lean towards something that will be more fun to watch or just stick with that? I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly confident that, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but I've always been interested in it. I'll spin the wheel one more time and see if we get a better option. Let's have some We always, we always say one more time. It's going to be like five more fucking times. Oh, yeah. No, we'll spin five more times. Uh, going overboard or... Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one of our freebie picks, actually. Jesus Christ. Uh, disaster movie. The Friedberg Seltzer. Oh, my God. Uh, you know... Do we I dare... Mean, Every fiber of my being wants to say, as shitty as I think Going Overboard's going to be, we got to watch Going Overboard because I don't want to watch Disaster Movie. But I feel like if we get Disaster Movie, we are obligated to fucking watch Disaster Movie. I mean, considering Epic Movie, I think it was it's in our top five worst of all time, right? Uh, yes, I think it was like number three or four when we made our list of worst movies we watched. And I remember it's and it's one of my favorite episodes of the podcast. I believe it was number two on our favorite episodes list. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I think I have to absolve myself of this. I have to abdicate this decision. What do you think? Going overboard or disaster movie? Fuck it. Let's do disaster movie. Okay. I'm going to download going overboard and keep it on my hard drive just in case it goes away again. And maybe we'll watch it the week after or something. But, but yeah. All right. Uh... Fuck, man. Um, okay, well, do you think Disaster Movie is going to be better or worse than Epic Movie? It's hard to compare better and worse when it comes to Freeberg Seltzer movies. But I mean, yeah, it's it. No, I think it's all the same shit. I I can't imagine it's going to be anything different. I know because Disaster Movie, I don't think has like. Uh, the good people in it, you know, like Fred Willard and Jennifer Coolidge. I don't think they made it to this one, but I hated them in Epic Movie, too. So even if they were in Disaster Movie, it, it's not like that would make it better. Because that's like there was at least like weird shit in uh, Epic Movie, like the the Crispin Glover Willy Wonka segment that I, I don't think you're going to get any even like any kind of equivalent to that in, in Disaster Movie. I'm thinking... If I remember the, I only I remember the trailer. I think that's the one that has a lot of like the early Avengers stuff in it. And I remember a cow landing on Paris Hilton. Yes, yeah, they do the cow lands on people like five times in a row. I think there's just a montage of like celebrities they don't like getting crushed by cows. I remember that. Yeah, I just ah, uh, I I I can't see any way around it. I think we have to watch disaster movie. I mean, I'm trying to find a, an excuse not to, but I can't think of one. All right, I you know I like as when when we decided I remember when we decided to put that on the wheel we were just talking and we're like is there anybody in disaster movie uh, fuck it let's put disaster movie on the wheel and I knew this day would come I just wasn't prepared for it to be so soon let me let me ask you a question that I I am haunted by and I I almost don't want to know the answer to. Is every Friedberg and Seltzer movie on that fucking wheel? No, I think I only put Disaster Movie on there. Okay, thank God. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's also Date Movie, Meet the Spartans, uh, Speedy or whatever their Fast and Furious one was called. I, I remember, I don't know if you and I watched it or maybe Nate and I watched Super Fast. Super Fast. And we, I think I remember thinking like that was the least offensively bad. Like there was even one or two jokes I laughed at. Uh, but, no. <laughs> I mean, it was still shit. Yes. But, like, <laughs> that but I remember current. I remember thinking, like, oh, I never laughed at a single joke in any of the other movies. I laughed at that one bit in that. But not enough that I think it should be on the list. Don't put it on the list. <laughs> Therefore, it's a hundred times better. I went from <laughs> negative laughs to one chuckle. Hey, fuck you. You laughed at the fucking uh, uh, Carmen Electra scene in, in Epic Movie. I did have one laugh in Epic Movie. Uh, will I get one laugh in disaster movie? So that'll be the test. If I laugh once, it's just as good. Well, I bet the girl playing uh, Paris Hilton says that's hot before the cow falls on her. I'm sure she does. No, that was an epic movie, wasn't it? 
I don't think so. Yes, they killed Paris Hilton in an epic movie. I think it was Snakes on a Plane. I'm thinking they kill her in both. Because I distinctly remember that from the trailer. Yeah. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I feel like Meet the Spartan should also be on the list. Because it's just that fucking, the entire joke of the movie is just them kicking people down the hole. Like, that's got to be fucking ridiculous, right? Uh, yeah, that's not a good one either. I, no, I, I, I'm going to put the... We can discuss this. We can circle around and discuss this next week. If we get done with Disaster Movie and we're like, hey, let's throw a couple more Friedberg Seltzer movies on the wheel. We can discuss it then. But right okay. now, I, I can't do it. I'm just going to throw this out here right now because I immediately regretted that as soon as I said it. If next week, after we watch Epic Movie, I'm still like, hey, let's put Meet the Spartans on the list. Just fucking drive to my house and just put a pillow in front of my face and just end it. Just fucking kill me. Oh, man. All right. Well, sorry, SNL fans, but we are diverting again next week. I love, I love thinking of the, the fan of this podcast who is now angry that we're watching too many non-SNL related movies. I mean, what do you think? Been time for bu- fucking billions for Boris and I had Tim Kazarinsky in it. That's the golden age. One <laughs> of these guys going to start talking about billions for Boris again. Fucking Gary Kroger is in uh, Archie back to Riverdale. When are they going to do say, that? What the fuck were you going to pull for Gary Kroger? That was actually a, uh, hey, if this dude's listening, uh, I'll shout you out. Uh, that I. Uh, we got a comment on our podcast uh, that suggested that, where he's like, if you're ever looking for a Gary Kroger movie, he's in Riverdale, Archie back to Riverdale. And that movie's free on YouTube. So yes, it is on the wheel. I actually am kind of interested in it because I yeah, I remember I didn't even know that existed until the new Riverdale show came out and I, I just came up on YouTube and it's that yeah, it's a weird. I just think it's weird that so many people like fucking Archie that they keep remaking it into shit. Yeah. Like, it seems like the worst fucking, it's like the lamest white bread, most fucking boring shit in the world. And yet there's millions, and like, there's like, fucking Jughead turns into a zombie comics and shit. Like, they're making it weird and like, like, interesting to me. Like, I shouldn't want to watch that, right? But it's fucking Archie. Yeah, if you are giggling at Archie comics, I I don't know what to tell you about your life, brah. But you watch trailers for the show, and it's like they're fighting cults and shit, and I think now they're, there's, like, witches and fucking, like, I keep seeing trailers for it, and it's like, I gotta be watching that show. No, I don't. It's fucking Archie. Yeah, no, it just, the whole thing seems ridiculous. Um, Alright, so next week, we are watching Disaster Movie. Hacky. This is the life we've chosen, George. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's do it. Buckle in. Tomorrow, next week's gonna be an angry one. But until we see you for that, get Get off off the the shed!